you're in your life and you're just going through the motions and you're never feeling nervous about something or you're never feeling uncomfortable, really take a look at that and address that and ask yourself like, what are you doing to grow, to get better, to challenge yourself, to put yourself out there in any area of your life? What's up? Welcome back, pod people. Wow, this feels weird to be back. I feel like we have not warmed up the mic in like a month. It's well, been it's been a few weeks. It's been three. We we batched four. I know for our trip. I feel like every single up the last three episodes because we we did it all the week before we were leaving for Vegas mm-hmm. and we were like we're about to go to Vegas we're about to go to Vegas we're about to go and now it's like here we are post Vegas post Europe completely in a different energy different space. And it's been like a wild couple of weeks. It has. It's been ups, downs, but all good though. All really cool things. And that's what we wanted to do with this week's episode is kind of catch everybody up, um, share some highlights from TravCon and our trip to Europe. And most importantly, if you guys follow us on Instagram at Kim and Aaron G and you follow our stories, which I totally recommend, P.S., then you saw that we got, and I'm and I'm doing air quotes, engaged again Again. in Paris yes and so that was a really fun story can you really call it engaged though because I would like to say I was proposed to in Paris can I just have a moment okay it was a moment all right so we're gonna we want to share that whole story we shared obviously that it happened on Instagram story but we thought it would be fun to kind of share the inside of all of the things that went into planning that because it kind of blew my mind mm-hmm. um, and just share that and um, catch y'all up on all the things that are happening this week or yeah. not this week, but like in life. Yeah. But before we dive in, this episode is brought to you by Traveler School. It is Tra- our... Go- <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go right ahead. Traveler School is our online course for healthcare travelers that literally walks you through step-by-step, lesson-by-lesson everything there is to know about traveling and it gives you all of the tools all of the support all the insight to help set you up for success help you make more money and help you just have an overall better more positive lucrative experience yeah we dive into getting prepped to understanding the pay package to negotiations to interviews to resumes housing to housing our freaking housing all of our tips and tools for finding housing which is a big thing for travelers um to just showing up on your first day and being the best traveler you can be Plus, you get online and help from us in our Facebook group. Total exclusive mentorship from Absolutely. Us. It is an amazing course. We have over 350 students now. If you want to get all of the information, all the details, head over to freedomandscrubs.com. Check it out. And while you're there, please subscribe to the podcast. And when you subscribe, it basically just alerts you every week and lets you know when the episode's available. And leave us a review. Please leave us a review. We love hearing your feedback. Um, And it just helps the more reviews we have, the more support we have, then the more iTunes will connect it with other people and share our podcast with other people. So it helps us. So we appreciate all of your support. Absolutely. So let's get into this episode. Let's get into it. Okay. So first we wanted to start off with something really cool that we wanted to share with you guys because it was a moment it was a big moment for us we got an email 
saying basically that oh, yeah. this podcast, the Freedom and Scrubs podcast, had reached the top 1% of all podcasts in the... Society and culture. Society and culture section on iTunes. Which was huge. It was so cool. It was like a really cool moment. We were like, wow. like, And it's just a testament of all of the support in our community um, and just the... Um, the feedback. Yeah. And, and everything. It's just, it's, it was amazing. We were dancing around we in, were. Our, in our... In our hotel room in Vegas. It was a moment. It really set us up to take our trip to Barcelona and to Paris and just really kind of allowed us to take a step back and really be excited for what we were doing and the support we had and the community that we built. And that's a big testament to you all. So thank you very much. Yeah. So let's keep it going. Let's roll, let's baby. Let's keep growing and, um, and having fun with this. And I think that was a reason why that felt so cool for us is because we started this podcast because we thought like it would be a really great outlet for us just to share our voices and opinions and stories and show up authentically and share our true selves and just have this like fun platform to just be us. Well, and you know? I think one of and the coolest things that we received, we got that message that said, I'm not even a healthcare traveler and I love your podcast. Yeah. That was huge that was a moment it was it was really cool because it's showing that we're connecting with with other people as well through our stories and and through just us being us yeah because obviously we are healthcare travelers and we do talk about healthcare traveling but really we wanted this podcast to be for anybody who wants to feel inspired or wants to feel entertained or wants to switch things up in their life wants to do things differently just you know wants to connect with a couple that you know is well, healthcare traveling has allowed us the route to do these things that we want exactly. to do. And that doesn't mean that everybody has to follow that route. You can take all the different steps that we've taken and apply it into your own life and create an adventure of your own. I love that. Perfection. Yeah. You said that well. Okay. Well, thank you. Cool. So we just wanted to share that with you guys first of all, because yes. that was a really well, cool moment for us. And we that kind of leads in because we got that email at TravCon. Yeah. So, I mean... So we wanted to just kind of chat a little bit about some of the takeaways from TravCon because if you have been listening the last few podcasts, we have been leading up to this crazy conference in Vegas that we go to, we've been to for the last three years called Travelers Conference, TravCon. We're on the committee for it. We help plan it. Um, we're speakers there. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a lot of work on our end, but we love it because it's an opportunity for us to connect with our communities and our travelers. And well, just be a part of something bigger than us. Yeah. I think that was the biggest takeaway that I had um, was just being a part of that and, and bringing like the allied room to the travelers, which was huge. Yeah. And like seeing a, just. Well, let's put some context around that yeah. because we, so Aaron and I and a couple other people, but Aaron and I really took charge with this, creating the first ever allied room. At TravCon. Mm -hmm. So Allied is radiology. and Yeah, <laughs> anybody that's not a nurse, pretty much. This used to be a predominantly nursing conference. Yeah. And just to put that into perspective, there was what, like 1,200 nurses and like 200 Allied? This year? Yeah. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. And I think last year there was like, you know, 60 Allied or something, you know. So we're a very small It was like 130 group allied and then the rest was nursing yeah but we had a bigger turnout on all ends this this year it was yeah. our biggest one ever yeah and so we one of our missions Aaron and I is 
to really spread the word um, and, and, and really be able to create more of a supportive community for allied travelers. Mm -hmm. um, and so we created a room or a track basically at TravCon that was specifically geared towards all allied travelers. So it was all the talks were geared towards allied. And I think the coolest thing that I have to give you like full props for, cause you, I mean, I helped, but you pretty much like nailed it. The pep rally. Oh yeah. Which was kind of the coolest moment. We out you wanna talk about it? We kicked off the Allied Room with this freaking bomb ass pep rally that I made fun of Aaron, but he brought this baby to life and it really did like that energy was so high and I think people walked away from that just like that was awesome. Yeah, it was literally I was a nervous wreck because You were shaking. I, I had like music and I was gonna say something in the music, almost pull like a whole Jay Shetty like thing. Like a out. motivational speaker. Yeah, but like it was almost like not a meditation, but it was, you know, with music. Yeah, it was, it was like, a moment. Yeah, it was yeah. like to pump up the energy and I've never done that before, but I've always wanted to. And so I never knew I, I knew in my head it was gonna be good. Yeah. But could I deliver? Yeah. And that's you what was... You freaking delivered, dude. And I don't remember any of it. I, like, blacked out, yeah. basically, and just went with it. And I didn't even rehearse it. It was just, like, whatever came just flowed out. Can I just paint a picture? Yeah, go ahead. Basically, there's, like, over 100 people, I would say. No. You don't think there was over no. 100 people? There was over 60. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to pump it up a little bit. I know. Okay. So there, but there was The a, room was small, it so was, it felt It did. Big. Okay. The energy felt huge in that room. And so everybody's in and, you know, we're sitting down, whatever. And we, Aaron puts on like music just to kind of get the crowd warmed up. And then I have to say, like, you are a smooth operator on that mic. Like I, as an MC, I was literally getting a little excited listening to you. <laughs> like, you're just good. Like, you have good Thank energy. You. Like, your words were like butter. I was like, damn, like, he's really good. So, he cranks up the music, and we're like, come on, guys. Like, let's celebrate. Could you even hear the music? Yeah, you could hear the music. Okay. It was insane. Okay. You're like, come on. Like, we're all like jumping up and down. Like, let's get the, let's get it going. Like, let's get, okay. I should not be the hype person. Now we know why you have the mic in here. Come on, guys. Let's like, get it going. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be me. But you're like turning up the music and you just like imagine like Tony Robbins <laughs> no. on the mic, like jamming out to, I don't even remember what song it was. It was like a rap Fat song. Fat Beats. Yeah. Drop a fat beat. Yeah. And you were just like going and I was like, oh my God, this is, it was like art. It was literally art. Good. And people were like laughing and jumping and yelling and you could just feel the energy. Like we were all there like, wow, like we did this. Like this is a moment that we're all coming together to get to know each other, to celebrate, to support each other. And it was just a really, really cool thing. And to watch it come alive after all of the planning and the talks and how do we want to do it. It was like, holy shit, like we're here and this is jamming right now. But it now. was cool to see you, Laura, Dylan, yeah, Julia, all like of all of us standing there because we brought this thing to yeah, life. And that yeah. was like awesome to have that moment. To look at them and, and see it in their eyes, too, and be like, wow, look at this. Yeah. And then on top of that, just the committee that's always been doing it, just to leave us that route yeah. to say, go, guys. Yeah. Here's your open canvas. Go. Yep. And literally, like, when I was doing the introductions, I almost couldn't talk. I was, like, moved you by emotion. You were crying. I know. No, you, you cried a couple of times. 
know. Like, you got choked up. A co- okay, you're getting choked up now. I know. You're such a sensitive soul. Well, when I'm passionate about something and, it, and then I, I get the avenue to bring it to life, yeah. the nerves go away and the excitement comes on and then it just feels emotional because yeah. it's like, wow, like, you work really hard to do something and then it comes exactly as planned. Yeah. It's moving. It, it, it like... I, it blew my mind and yeah. I think it blew everyone's mind. I think people, I know actually just from talking to people that people left and they were just like, they were, and this is what set off the whole conference. Well, Nurse Blake did. Well, he did, but, but that was like the keynote. Yeah. And then our meet, meet and greet was kicking off the conference. And mm-hmm. so it was like, wow, like people were feeling inspired and buzzed and they got buzzed. Hopefully. Were, yeah, right. Next time we'll have champagne. We'll, yeah. like, spray champagne out into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wear, like, white t-shirts. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's, like, our wild. kind of party. That's Vegas. Um, but they were, like, buzzing. And it was just, like, a cool way. Like, everybody got to meet each other and, like, connect mm-hmm. with a new allied friend to go and, and take on the conference with. And mm-hmm. so it was a really cool moment. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is that we spoke at Newbie Boot Camp. That was next level. Yeah, so Newbie Boot Camp is Sunday before the conference starts and it's where all the new travelers go and they learn the travel things. Mm-hmm. And there's different speakers, there's different topics. It's it's a whole it's workshop. It's like a fully Im- immersive workshop. It's like an eight hour day. Dude. It's an eight hour day, but it is like everything you need to know to get started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Aaron and I, we spoke for the first time. It was over 300. It was almost 400 travelers. It was the biggest newbie boot camp ever. Yeah. And it was the largest group of people that we've ever spoken in front of. Live. Yeah. Live. So I like got on the stage and I was like, I turned, you know, around to see the crowd. And I was just like, I wanted to say, holy shit like there's so many eyes staring at me right now like it was insane but i didn't say obviously holy shit but i was like there's a lot of you guys yeah and it It was was funny because you know again kim kim gets a little more nervous yeah with speaking than i do i just have like really trained myself i think it's from sports of just knowing how to channel that energy into from nerves to excitement and so i always kick off the talks but what was funny was Kim's microphone wasn't working. Of course. And they were trying to figure it out. And I'm like, my microphone's perfectly fine. And so I was was like, like, I was like, I wish I could switch because I'm okay right now. Yeah. But then I know that I kick off the talk. So that kind of opens the door for you. Yeah. I was like, so we went down like 15 minutes early because they have to like mic us up and all that. And, And while we were waiting, somebody else was on stage and we were like, Okay, I was just like, oh, it was the worst 15 minutes of my life. Because you're just sitting there, like, waiting to go on. You know you're about to go on. There's nothing you can do. Like, it's time to go. Like, all lights green. Like, there's no turning back now. But you're still in this, like, weird place because you can't go yet. You know? And so I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm, I am I kept running to the bathroom to two. Like, nice. I, it was, I was like, this is horrible. So we finally get in the room, get mic'd up. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Like, I'm, like, giving myself a pep talk. And then my mic doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So then it took, like, another five to ten minutes to figure that out. And so I was just like, oh, my God. Can it was go? good, though. I will say we were the second talk. So we, like, started the whole thing. We were technically thing. first. I mean, yeah. Michelle gave the intro opener yeah. to, like, what to expect. We were so, the first. I mean, first. that's the first talk. Yeah. But we were the first, like, first, Real first. Talk. Yeah. And I will say, like, we freaking killed it. Like, yeah. 
we killed it and we spoke not to toot our own horn but I'm going to toot our own horn because I think it just that is our element like we really do well just being able to share our experience and share our story we have really good energy together obviously we're a couple so we can kind of go off of each other which Mm -hmm. I think makes it a more fun like we had a fun talk and newbie boot camp I know it's a lot of logistical stuff and, and whatever so we had a totally different energy but people were like after you guys it just like tanked like you guys had so much energy you were so much fun one girl said that she literally ran out of the room during our talk or like when it was over and called her mom or called somebody and was like okay I'm traveling I'm going for it I'm taking the leap like I'm gonna do it because she said she felt so inspired by our talk that she knew it was time for her to make the leap yeah and I was like that's the best compliment mic drop like it was a moment and we killed it and it was so much fun and then of course you know Aaron and they give you like a time clock Mm -hmm. and the time is just tick 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 and we have like eight minutes left but we still have like a shit ton of stuff to get through so I was like I'm like we should skip this like as I'm talking to Aaron like it's just the two of us I'm like let's skip this part we need to keep going and like people are like looking at us Aaron's like no it's okay we're fine they ended up putting five more minutes on for us because we went over but we also with the mic issue and and things like that like they gave us the time which was well they when we got on stage they hit 45 minutes so we ended up going over yeah we like went over we did but it was fun, it was and good. it was a great way to for us just like kick off the conference. Um, yeah, it was fun. It, it was. was really fun, and I have to say, like, you know, because we do a lot of live trainings and stuff, and I think we both do well. But like, you are such a good public speaker. Like, I feel like you're a way better public speaker than you are like on a live video or something. 100%. Like, you come to life. You know, like. I don't know. I was just really impressed with you at Trafcon. Well, and I thought, well, thank you. Were you impressed with me? I was. I think you were. <laughs> like, I think you did an amazing job. But again, it's funny how I feel like you're a lot better in the lives. Than, than I, I am, am on stage? No, than I am. Oh, I am. Right. Because you, I don't know. It's like a different flow. Yeah. But I think if you, if you got to figure out how to control your nerves. Yeah. Then you would be perfectly fine because it's your nerves that get in your way. Yeah. It's not that you can't do it. Well, right. Like, you speak perfectly fine when and, and amazing. You have good energy when you're on stage and you're in your flow. Yeah. But your nerves get you, like, you start looking at all the different, like, the time and the, and the yeah, different things. And you start to, to rush and you start to tweak and yeah. you start to panic. And then it just kind of, like, yeah. but that's what's good about both of us being on stage. Yeah. we can, Oh, one time I completely forgot what I was going to say. And I was, like, mid-sentence and I'm like, I forgot. And so then Aaron but just, like. But I think like, that's what makes that cool, People though. like the realness. It's a, it's real. You were like, I just lost my train of thought. And people started, like, laughing. Yeah. It's, like, because it's real life, you know. Right. And then you swooped in and, like, took over. Yeah. But one thing, you know, a big takeaway, and we'll leave it here with the Travcon, is that. It really put into perspective of, so I was really nervous leading up to this big talk. Like I said, it was, we did a talk last year, but this was the the most amount of people that we had ever been in front of. And I was really nervous leading up to it. And it was like, if you aren't nervous 
about something in your life, whatever that is, like if you're like working up to something, then you're not putting yourself out there. You're not stepping out of your comfort zone. You're not pushing yourself. You're not trying anything different, right? Because that nervousness is a sign of like, because again, it's a nervousness of an excitement nervousness. It's not a nervousness of like something's wrong. It's a nervousness of like, I'm excited, but I'm nervous. I'm about to do something big. Can I do this? You're putting yourself out there. And so I always like, I I like to be in that zone of working towards something and getting like getting that nervousness and then coming out the other side of it like oh my gosh like we rocked it right yeah because I used to feel because we always go through like different layers right there's like different layers like you you're constantly going to be in motion all the time you're constantly it's like what used to make you nervous isn't now and now you have something else to work on like when we first started doing live streams oh we were awful. No, I would pray that nobody would show up live because I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. I was like, please don't let anybody show up live. Please don't let, like, because I was so nervous, right? And now, and what did we do? We just kept doing it and we kept at it. And now I'm like, the more the merrier. Now when we have 30, 40 people show up, I'm like, it, it breathes life into me. I, I feel energized. I can say when energized. we have 30 or 40 people, I'm almost like, man, I wish there was more because you feel the you energy. feel it. And you need more people to really step out there because then you go off of the audience when you let your nerves go. 100%. And so when there's nobody there and they're not responding. No, it's the worst. I, I hate it. It's the worst. Right. And yeah, it's the worst. And so now I'm like the more the merrier. Like I can show up on a live stream like a boss. I don't really even get nervous anymore. Right. Well, I mean, look at it from la- the last year when we did our two back to back talks. So that was my next okay. thing. Well, no, then to go to the next level, the first year. So I, I conquered live stream, right? We've gotten so much better at live stream. The next level was the first year at TravCon, we did a round table. And it's like you're sitting down. It's a really casual kind of yeah, there's a like setting. there's like 10 people max. Well, there was a lot more. There was. Yeah. Um, but they're standing around and you're sitting. It's a, it's a definite, it's like a more comfortable setting. It's super casual. But I was so nervous, right? I was like so nervous. Like, oh my God. Oh, we had like memorized what we were going to say. Mm-hmm. Like we were a mess. Um, and then circa this year... Or the year before that, we did the um, just a talk on the big stage. Right. But my point is, is that this year we did a, a talk on the big stage, but we also did like a round table kind of thing where we were just talking specifically about radiology. Mm-hmm. I wasn't nervous at all. We didn't even go over that. No, we didn't. A, we didn't go over it, which I wouldn't suggest. No, I would be more prepared next time. I bulldozed that talk, which sucks. You totally bulldozed it, but yeah. it, it was still fine. Like, it was still great. Mm-hmm. We knew that because we know each other, but nobody else knew that. Right. Um. But my point is, is that we had we were eating lunch, and then we were like, we looked at the clock, we're like, oh, in 10 minutes, we got to be back in the room to start our round table. And we're like, oh, cool, like, let's go. But there were no nerves there. Of course there's nerves, but there wasn't that like, oh, I don't want to do it, right? right? And so it's just kind of that like that the the ladder, what like the steps of like, wow, like how much we've grown. And I'm so excited to get to a point where I can be on stage, we can be on stage in front of 400 people. And it's like to feel that way where it's like, of course I'm nervous, but it's not that debilitating nerves where you're pooping in the bathroom. It's like, oh my God, this is, I'm so excited, right? Mm-hmm. And so this year was kind of like, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. But we did it and I came out the other side and I felt, and that's kind of the point. Like, 
when you come out, when you do something you're super nervous about and you come out on the other side of it, right? When I walked off that stage, when you get through whatever it is you're nervous about, you feel so much stronger, so much more confident and you realize like what a badass you really are and what you're capable of. And it's like the best feeling. And then you're like ready to take on the next thing, you know? And I hope next year will be a little bit easier, you well, know? It will. It will. And yeah. that's what you know, almost giving the lesson, you know, we've seen through putting ourselves out there, we know what that feeling is. And again, it's stepped up. Like you said, the round table to the first talk on the big stage to now the newbie boot camp with the biggest people to me speaking in a like pepped up kind of way. Like those were moments that I felt so nervous about, but knowing in hindsight, because we've gone through the motions and we know what that feeling is on the other side, yeah. if you don't know what that feeling is, then you can be paralyzed by fear. Yeah. And so we know what that feels like to step out on the other side. So we run towards those things. And I can honestly tell you guys, you know, listening to this, trust me when I tell you, yes, you might be fearful of it at the moment, but stepping out and doing it and then looking back on it and being like, wow, maybe I have something to work on, but I did it. And Agreed. this is the worst that can happen. What's next? Right. And just keep like leapfrogging those feelings yeah. and keep going for more. And yeah. trust me, before you know it, you're reaching whatever goal it is you, you, you have. And I think like that's just kind of the takeaway that I want to leave with this part is that if you're in your life and you're just going through the motions and you're never feeling nervous about something or you're never feeling uncomfortable, really take a look at that and address that and ask yourself, like, what are you doing to grow, to get better, to challenge yourself, to put yourself out there in any area of your life, right? Because when we're not working towards something, then... What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So just asking yourself that and, like, leaning into those nerves a little bit and trying something new, trying something different. Well, um, I know too, like for me, you, you know, knowing that we have the support system that we do and the people that love us and support us and are always there for us. Like for instance, when I was feeling nervous before the uh, pep rally, I knew Ali was going to be there. And if you're listening, dude, thank you for all that you do mm -hmm. because I just kept eyeballing him and I knew that his energy yeah. was going to help support me. And I knew that if I fell in a pickle, then Ali would come and dance. Yeah. And like, sure enough, that's what happened. And it just kind of allowed the, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm good. And like, let's just let the energy go. But I just, when I started to feel nervous, like I would just look at him and, and you could feel the energy off of the yeah. crowd. And that's what's really cool to have and to focus on something that's going to like elevate you. Yeah, I have your person, your support yeah. system, of course, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you good with TravCon? Yeah, I think that's pretty much all we wanted to say. And, and uh, If you haven't been and you're a healthcare traveler, you, you need to totally go, go next year. It's so much fun. And, like, we're obsessed with our community. Like, we got to meet so many people in real life. And this year especially. And it was such a moment. And because we obviously, we talk into the microphone or we're on live and we're connecting with people all the time, but there's a big difference between doing it through technology and doing it in person. Mm -hmm. And so, so many people got came up to us and shared with us how we've inspired them or helped them or supported them on their journey. And it was just so cool to moving. hear people and connect with people. Yeah, it was like, it brought me to tears of mm -hmm. just like, wow, like we really have the, the coolest people um, in our community and that we're here to help support in some small way or inspire, or entertain or whatever. You know, I think it's just really cool. So TravCon is a really great way to meet your travel, your fellow travel friends and community, because yeah. we're we're a rare breed. 
Mm-hmm. But when you are with your people, it just feels so natural. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've known these people for, well, I guess we have known them for years. Like, our solid group there, we've known for years. But I feel like we're lifetime long friends. Well, the people you meet for the first time, you become lifelong friends yeah. from that moment. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, let's get into Europe. So, basically, we're just going to get into the proposal story. But what I wanted to say first is Europe was, like, a really cool moment for us because we we came off of TravCon where we were, like, literally working our little asses off for months and months and months and months and months. And so to be able to have – it was super quick, three days in Paris, three days in Barcelona, um, which we booked through Groupon. So just a follow-up to that, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just our flights and our, our hotels, but hotels were in great locations. The hotels were fantastic. And I'm like a hotel snob. Yeah. And they were awesome. The one in Paris was like a little boutique hotel. Oh, so cute. Very cozy. Uh, breakfast. Good uh, location. Good That's, I'm all about the location. Mm-hmm. So we were pleased with the Groupon. Um, I would recommend that to anybody. Uh, just It's a really great way to do a trip cheaply. Because mm-hmm. it includes your airfare too. So mm-hmm. overall great experience. But it was a, just six days where we got to just be husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And like there was no to-do list. There was no like, okay, wake up. What do we got to do? What do we got What do we got to get done? Who do we have to get back to? It was like we totally disconnected. And our only MO was like, where are we eating? Where are we drinking? When are we taking a nap? When are we going to have like kiss time <laughs> like it was just like we were just having fun yeah it was like what do you want to do it was and we literally needed the best trip that ever. oh my god we've been on a lot of trips but that one that one took the it, it was amazing it was one for the record books oh my god it was literally like like kim said we'd wake up we had two days planned we basically had a food and wine tour in both places and the highlight of the, of the, trip. Highlight I, of the trip i totally recommend i will do this moving forward every place that we go Book a food and wine tour because it really does allow you because you have a tour guide who speaks English and they're a local. And so in both in Paris and Barcelona, both of our tour guides, they took us to their favorite places of where they would go with their friends. So they weren't taking us to these like touristy places. No, they were taking us to off the beaten path, like where good food, good quality, good experience. And you meet people, and then they give you tips and places to go to check out for the rest of your stay. Yeah. it Hands down, favorite experience. Well, again, you have to understand who they were dealing with, too. Kim and I were, like, on their back pockets. We were their best friends. We were asking all these questions. <laughs> Other people were just like, we're just here to drink food and eat, and, and eat. Yeah. Kim and I are like, we want all of the information. And so we did do things polar opposite, which was crazy, because we learned. In Paris, we did it on the first full day. Yep. And in Barcelona, we did on the last day. And we were kicking ourselves in Barcelona because we had been looking for the best octopus. We had been looking for all these different things and come to find out the sangria. Um, we learned about tapas. We learned about, you know, how sangria is just yeah. like a touristy thing. It's not really like a yeah, like Barcelona thing. The people thing. from Spain like put their nose up to sangria. Yeah, they like, say it's like a cocktail. It's not well, really. Well, because it's, it's made typically with the cheapest wine. Right. And so they're all about like good quality. And so sangria is known for just being kind of this mishmash of like cheap it's wines. It's for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. And so, but because we did it on the last day, we got all these fantastic recommendations that I wish we would have gotten on the first day because then we would have circled back and been able to hit all this stuff up, which is what we did in Paris. Do you remember our tour guide's name in Paris? 
Donnie. No, in Paris. Oh, um, oh my gosh, I forgot. It was, it's a French name. I know. Putty. No, it wasn't. It was a normal name. I, I thought it was like Aurora. Aurora. It was Aurora. You're totally right. Aurora. Yeah. Okay, so we went to a secret was the food tour in Secret, Paris. Secret, yeah. Secret that was amazing. Tours. And Aurora mm-hmm. was absolutely phenomenal. And then um, Donnie in Paris was Wanderbeak. Yeah. And that was cool because when you when you ta- when you eat little things, it's like a beak. You um, yeah, you say? peck away, peck away, yeah. peck, peck, peck. And then Wander was just like wandering through. Yeah. And literally, like Kim said, they we asked them how the tour, how they planned the tour, and they're like, oh, we just go to where we want to go. Yep. So it was their experience. It was their specific tour. And another really cool thing that I loved is not only are you experiencing the food and the wine, but you also, we learned so much about the history and the culture. And I loved that part because each guide, they were so knowledgeable. And Aaron and I, especially myself, I'm a question asker. I love to learn. I love to absorb as much knowledge as I possibly can. Like, I'm really interested in that kind of stuff. So we asked so many questions, and they were so knowledgeable. And we, I just felt like we walked away learning so much about the culture. Well, um, think about that, too. Fun. I mean, most of culture is really into food and wine yeah right where people gather like that's where the cultures were like formed from is even like looking at um what's the dancing in spain oh um, the flamenco. flamenco. Oh, oh my dance yeah flamenco yeah. like dancing was usually surrounded by food of and course. wine and then the dancing yeah so it's like food and wine is interlaced in everything of in course. every culture so why not do a food and wine tour and you get to meet other tour people from other travelers other travelers and usually it's americans canadians australians yep. so it's a lot of fun to english-speaking people english-speaking people which is amazing yeah it, it makes it even more fun because now you're like hey you guys want to go grab dinner or yeah you want to meet up tomorrow and do a tour so even if you're a solo traveler that's a great way to meet people to meet people and then maybe have a travel buddy throughout the rest of your time there we met a solo traveler in barcelona and it was our last night there we totally would have met up and hung out with him again Mm -hmm. but he he was like I didn't really know you know if I should go on the tour because he felt a little weird because he was by himself and he was like I'm so glad I came though because I got to meet some cool people and he actually lives in San Francisco Mm -hmm. and so we want to plan to meet up with him because he was so cool and it was like yeah it's just such a great way to meet other fellow travelers and one of my favorite well my favorite part about both cultures is that a meal is an experience, and I think we forget that in America. It's so fast. It's like you're in, Get you're in, out. out, check, check, check. Like we gotta go, we gotta go, and it's like we're scarfing food. Even like, the restaurants kind of pushing you out. Like, oh yeah, here's your check. No, no rush. No rush, but, but, but basically the fuck get out. the fuck out. Yeah. Right. And there, it's like, we were at a place in Spain, and it was like getting to be nap time. We got accustomed to taking our daily nap, and we're like, okay, we got to get home to get our nap. And so we ate, and we were like, okay, we're ready to go. We wanted to get the check, and our server was like so cool. But he was like, oh, relax, like relax. Yeah, do like, you want some dessert? Down, you want get some a coffee? dessert, get some coffee. You want a beer? You want Why some wine? Why are you in a rush? Yeah. And it was just funny because we're laughing because we're they're probably like, just these damn Americans well, always got to like, go. Was he really honing into his? Is like culture, which is that is the culture, yeah. or was that a great sales? Well, tactic? he upsailed us on a freaking cheesecake or whatever, yeah. he got us on some kind of a dessert. We're like, well, we might as well have dessert before our freaking siesta, yeah. But he was like shocked that we wanted the check so 
past. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because that's not what they do. It's just, it's such an experience there. And you just laugh and you talk and you just enjoy company. It's a mm-hmm. social event. And mm-hmm. like, I just feel like we forget that here in the state we sometimes. We've got it all wrong. Yeah, we need to like switch it up a little bit. We do. We I'm going to start eating slower. Yeah. Actually, I don't really have a problem with that. It's me. <laughs> on the other hand. I know. But I always feel rushed. Like, I got to get out. Like, I got to go. I know. So, yeah, I'm changing that up completely. But anyway, do we jump into it? Okay. Let's... Is there anything else that we want to cover? Because we're going to end with the Paris engagement story. Yeah, we have to tell the plane story. Okay. Because, I mean... This is such a crazy story. Well, let me start off. What I think is really funny is it is such a crapshoot. I guess that would be the word for it. And luck of the draw. Luck of the draw... When you take a 10, 11, 16-hour flight, who you sit next to is so important. Oh, yeah. It's almost gotten to the point where I understand why people buy business class. I understand why they spend the money, obviously. Um, But also just saying, like, is it more, less expensive to buy an extra seat? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I think I would love, like, the poor man's first class where you get, like, that middle seat. Yeah. Because... If you have that middle seat, it is. It's like it's it's like the lottery. It depends on who you sit by the experience you're going to have, period. And I will say that in however many years that we have been traveling, well, we've been together, you know, 12 years, we've traveled quite a bit. We've had pretty good flights for the most had part. Flights. Like we've been like packed like rats and coach, let's be real, but like we've we've had like good experiences. Well, don't you remember on our way home from uh the Philippines whenever we were flying home and that drunk girl got on and she oh sat next god. to us and then there was an empty row and she went and sat and we were like oh my god that would have been, that would have been a horrible. nightmare because she, she was, was naked wasted naked wasted and belligerent and basically like passing in and out but wanted to talk and was like <laughs> it's like a nightmare oh it was crazy. she was like ripping off our headphones to, like whisper in our ears and we were like yeah this but is she not moved and so we got lucky there yeah but, we've always gotten lucky for the most part but this this flight on the way home, so we flew from London to San Francisco. So it was eleven eleven hour flight. And we sit Well, hold on. So you have to understand Kim pees every fifteen minutes. Yeah. So much. she has to sit on the aisle. Always. Which then puts me, Poor who's you. not a very small dude, <laughs> in the middle between Kim the peer and and freaking whoever I get to draw. Well, and here's the thing is like I'm always like willing to let you sit on the aisle and I'll take the middle, but then you either snarl at me when I say, "Hey, I got to go to the bathroom again." So I get so stressed out and I end up holding my bladder for so long and being uncomfortable because you get mad at me because I have to ask so many times. Or you freaking fall asleep and you're drooling everywhere and then I can't get out. And so I'm literally sitting there crying the whole time. Right, which is what we've realized. So now I'm now stuck I in the middle. To, yeah. So, the, so, okay, I have my aisle seat and we end up sitting next to this like little old lady. Which I was like, all right. Oh, I, my first thought was like, crap, because she probably has a little bladder. Yeah. But she only went to the bathroom like twice the whole flight. Yeah. I was up like every five minutes. Yeah. So we sit down. I'm like, okay, this will be fine. So we're on a daylight flight. We we have daylight the entire time because we're flying back. What is it? West? Yeah, nine hours. Is it east? No, we're flying. West. We're flying is west. It? I don't know my east and hey, west. we're flying west. Okay. 
So we're flying west, so it's daylight the whole time. And we were gonna try to catch some Z's naturally so that when we got back, because it was our bedtime from the time zone that we were in. Mm -hmm. So we were gonna try to sleep and then wake up in San Francisco and be like, okay, cool, like whatever, we're back on track. We don't really get jet jet lag that mm -hmm. much. Like I really never do. I we feel do like a good we have job a good of, system. Well, we do because we figure out what is the time of the place we're going. Yeah. And so we try to like figure out what it is and sleep on the plane or not or stay awake and just be tired and, and then fall asleep when we get there. Yeah. So we have that's a pretty our system. good system. Yeah. Um, except on the way home this time, I was pretty jet lagged, probably because of this freaking little uh, London lady, English yeah. lady. So she, bless her heart, she was claustrophobic. Extremely. So strike one. Yeah. She was claustrophobic and she couldn't close the blind or what, what is the shade? The shade. Because she had to stare out of the window or she would freak out basically. Yeah. It was, she's so claustrophobic she had to sit by a window but her husband who was just as old had to sit in another seat in the aisle because he has to get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. So now they're like separate. So here she is freaking sun... Okay, so let's stick to the first And she's facing the west there's side so many of the parts. plane. Yeah, there's so many moving parts here. So yeah. the first part is the sunshine. So couldn't put the shade down. Sun is literally beaming into the window. It's like high noon. I have a sunburn on the left side of my face. Like literally my face was red because it was so hot. And this it was just beaming. And so I'm like trying to sleep and I can't because it's so bright. And she could, so finally the flight attendant came over actually. Somebody from across yeah, the other side of asked, the plane complained. Because it was insane. Mm -hmm. Like it was like put it down a little bit. Like mm -hmm. it was the sun was so hot. Strike one. Strike two. Aaron moved. There was an aisle seat across from me. There was an aisle seat with no seat in front. Yeah. So I had a full stretch of leg room. But I had to sit next to a guy who was probably really excited that he didn't have anybody next to him. And then I just come and take that seat. Yeah, he so, was pissed. Yeah. He was so pissed when he, he came over he there. Was a, he was an English guy who made They're it so very... They're so freaking uh, polite, dude. Yeah, I love he was like, English. oh, you're, you're fine. Cheers. They're so nice. Cheers. I yeah. love them. His son actually came through whenever the guys came through for the food. He was like two or three. And I kid you not, I swear to you, he looked up at the flight attendant and he said... Do you have any fish and chips? Oh my god! And they're like, no, they don't serve fish and chips on this plane. Oh um, my and god! And he was very upset that he couldn't get fish and chips. I Which, thought it was like the cutest thing. I'm like thing. totally obsessed with chips. I've never oh. had chips before. We had, we went to the. Um, I mean, you've had chips, babe. They're babe, princess. English chips. <laughs> We went to the Gordon Ramsay restaurant in Heathrow Airport, which is really great if you happen to be there. Like, the food was fantastic. And they had chips, which are fries, basically. But They were so amazing. They're, like, triple, like, fried. Like, they were so crunchy and delicious and, like, the best thing I think okay. I've ever had. Can we go on a scenic route real we're, quick? We already have. We've completely Okay, so we're sitting lost. at this Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Now, mind oh you, God. our flight was at 2.30? 2.30, we took yeah. off. So basically, we're sitting there, and I look up at the board, and it says, you know, flight to San Francisco, go to gate. That's what it said, go to gate. So I had this, like, sinking feeling that what if they left early? I mean, Which we were kind of... they can't do. But we were kind of pushing it, and I've never seen it say go to gate. Like, I thought they were basically saying, you better go now. Yeah. So I tell Kim that I had this sinking feeling, um, and so... 
we got held up in security and of course like it was hilarious because we were so mad but they were like hello love like they were so nice they took my bag and their their security at this airport was so inefficient i have never seen anything like it in my life they had they were taking everybody's bags to search them but there was like 10 bags and one person that was going through all of these bags that was slow as molasses. Yeah, they were chit-chatting about their weekend. <gasps> and You should have seen me. I was foaming at the mouth because all I wanted to do was go grab lunch before we got on this 11-hour flight. I was so pissed. So she finally gets to my bag. I'm like beating red in the face. Like I was like slurring my words because I was so angry. Like my heart was pounding. And I go up and she was so nice. And she's like, hey love, like sorry about that. And like she's like talking to me and I was like, it's so hard to stay mad at you right now because you're so sweet. She checks, comes back and she goes, off you go love. Off you go love, get out of here. And I'm like, oh my God. Get out of here. She didn't say that. <laughs> Off you go. Off you go, love. So it's hard to say that at the English because they're just so polite and they're so cute. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we we get our check really quick um, and we run down and we were going to the tram. And what's funny is, is I knew the gate was like, let's just say C65. Well, we get onto the tram and there's this guy and he barges in and he's like, I have to get there. My flight, I'm... Got to get to gate C56. No, he was seizing. He literally was freaking out. He was. He He wasn't seizing. He was free. He was pacing back and forth. I was so nervous. I'm like, dude, what is up with this guy? Well, for some reason, he was in such a panic that I went instant dyslexic. And, like, I thought our gate was C56. And so Kim and I are like, we're the same gate. Why is he freaking out? And in that meantime of knowing that it was C65, but the seeing him panic and say C56, I thought it was the same gate. So basically, the tram opens up. He takes off running. We're running with him. Yeah, because now we're like, fuck. We're Like, we better follow. And he didn't speak English. No, he didn't. He was a German-Asian guy, which is very bizarre. bizarre. Um, And so he was on the the phone, and he's running. And so Kim and I are running behind him. And as he's running closer, we see C-56. There's nobody in the terminal. Can I just say something real quick? We're, like, running, like, eating chips. (laughs) And you had your soup. (laughs) We had to get... Okay, because of the whole security situation, we had to pack our lunch to go like we sat down we're like holy crap like we gotta go like we're gonna miss our flight we don't know why it's saying go to the gate so we ended up having to take our lunch to go which i was so mad about so i'm running holding soup eating chips because they were so good so we well, have chips we, coming out of our mouth running as, as fast well, as we I can well i also realized that when we were eating we were up on the top floor and i looked down and it said transportation to these gates yeah so i realized even after security we weren't in the gate we were supposed to be at we had to transfer transport to another gate even though we had just been through security right so it's a whole situation it was so we're running after the asian guy we have chips coming out of our mouth we're like oh my god like what are we doing we get there there's nobody at the gate and we're like oh my gosh like what happened like yeah. what happened they let the asian guy go on they stop us and we're like what the heck why can't we get on now, mind like- you it's 1 30 our flight wasn't supposed to leave till 2 30 yeah and we were like, like what did what did they do like oh my god and they realized they're like you're at the wrong gate. 
they and were I like realized, going so they're like are you guys going to beijing yeah it like says that flashing and we're like we're going to san francisco this is our flight to like you're not even this isn't even your flight no so, we just followed the asian guy for some we were distracted by the chip because it was the same thing for some reason like i said 65 and 56 but because he was in such a panic yeah I, I instantly thought that was our gate. Yeah. So anyway. It was a moment. He throws a massive airport. It massive. insanity. I've never seen such a crazy airport. Like Did you was, remember how far we had to ride on that bus? Yeah. Just to get it was secure- like at least a mile. It was insane. A mile? It was a mile. It was way more than a you mile. You think a mile is really long. You you think it doesn't sound like a it lot, was but it is. forever. It was like a twenty minute bus ride. Yeah. Okay. So then we finally make it to our gate and like we were fine. So then we sit down. I ate my soup. We finished the chips. Yeah. Now and, we're on the plane. Okay. With the so old now lady. we're on the plane. So we've gone through strike one, which was the sun. Mm-hmm. Second strike. Now Aaron has moved across the aisle. Now I'm. Oh, this was the other thing. This is strike two. I was so freaking pissed off. The flight attendant, nice as can be, offers a little old lady the seat so she could move out into the aisle and Aaron and I could get poor man's first class and there would be a seat and Aaron could get the window I would get aisle life would be good again and she goes oh no I'm not gonna move because she has to sit by the window because of her claustrophobia and I'm like are you fucking kidding me like what are the chances of this so again Aaron moves across that was strike two Aaron moves across the aisle now her little husband this is strike three. There's four strikes. Well, the flight attendant even offered that too. Yeah. Because she was so. Now that crew on on British Airways. They were amazing. They were amazing. They were the, the friendliest. The pilot was amazing. Oh my gosh. He's like, when we when we take off, we're gonna take a immediate left, and uh, we'll be going. Don't over. be alarmed by the immediate left. Yeah, like they were like giving us a play by play of like every yeah. step. It was yeah. like awesome. So then our sweet little husband decides to come and have supper with her. Okay. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And all I wanted to do was like take a nap. Like I was like tired. And so I knew we had to eat, whatever. So he comes over with his glass of wine to squeeze in next to me to have supper, which again is really cute if you think about it. They just wanted wanted to have, have I know. And that's like, I was such an asshole. And so he comes over to have supper, ends up spilling his wine, like all over me, all over my TV, all over my chair. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, so then we all have supper together. They ended up being really sweet. They were going to Sebastopol, which is where I used to work, actually. Their son lived there, and they were going to visit them. And so we started chatting about that, and they were really cute. So finally, I looked. We had finished supper. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to take my my night-night pills. I'm ready to go to bed. Like, the party is over. And so I, like, looked at him. I'm like, are you staying here, or are you going back to your seat? Because I have to get up to go to the bathroom, and then I'm going to go to sleep. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to be heading back over to my, my seat. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm getting up now. I was like, basically, like, I'm like, you're out of here, you know. So then he finally goes back to his seat. And then the fourth strike was, I am so exhausted. I take my pills and I put my earphones in, which I feel like is the universal sign of, like, don't talk to me. You know, like, you have earphones in. And she kept trying to talk to me. And I would be like, you know, you take your earphone out, kind of like looking like, what? 
you know, like showing that, hey, I'm not really chatty. I'm, what did you say something, you know? And like, she didn't get it. Like she just kept going on and on and on. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I finally put my head down to like go to sleep and I kept waking up. Like I didn't sleep that. Okay. Did you snorry snorry? Whatever. I don't remember. Apparently I fell asleep because. Through my earphones across the aisle. I just hear. It wasn't me. It was you. I don't know why I've started snoring. So I apparently I did sleep. But there was a time when I kept like waking up. And every time I woke up, she was always awake because she was always looking out her window. And she'd want to start talking. So it got to a point where I didn't want to like lift my head because I didn't want her to see I was awake. So then I get under my blanket. <laughs> so she can't see. You look like a hobbit. It was like a whole moment. So yeah. It was just like, bless her heart. She was so sweet. They were just sweet. a nightmare to sit by. Exactly. She, They were trouble. We knew they were trouble from yep. the get, dude. Yep. It was definitely a flight to remember. Oh, my God. To and say then the least. We get home, and we were supposed to... Aaron booked a night at my favorite airport that... A night or, like, too late. Well, that's what I was getting at. But the airport faces SFO runway, and he got runway view. So we could sit and just watch the planes take off because we thought, oh, we'll get home. We'll be tired. We'll just go to this hotel, get dinner, sleep, and just, like, relax because we have a three-hour drive home. And we booked the – we accidentally booked the night for the wrong night. And mm-hmm. so we went to – We got home earlier than we thought. Yeah. And then the night that we wanted was, like, $500, and then we're like, screw that. Let's just head home. <sighs> And so we end up driving like an we hour made and a half. Halfway. And then we're like, we gotta pull over. We were so tired. Dude, I, I was so tired. I pulled into a gas station and basically pulled up onto the handicapped runway thinking it was a <laughs> parking spot. <laughs> I get out of the car, go get a, a, a cup of ice and a drink, and I come oh back out of the gas station and I look and I'm like, what idiot? Oh my God, that's mine. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, I got to get to the hotel. I'm so tired. Oh my God. It was those sleepy pills. It was those damn sleepy pills. And we, we crashed. Like we went and we watched like an episode of Bobby Flay and then we like I've never slept so good. F out. It was like the most comfortable bed. Yeah. Uh, it was a moment. Anyway. Let's um, end it here. Let's end it here. I know this is a total cliffhanger because we said we were going to talk about the engagement, but... We kind of got lost in all the other stuff. Yeah. So let's put a pin in it. Uh-huh. And next week we'll pick up and share, because it's kind of a longer story. It is a long story. And I don't want to feel rushed through it because we, we also very much uh, value your time and yes. ours. And so we don't want this to be an hour and a half podcast. Right. So let's put an end on it right now. And next week we'll jump right in and we'll pick up the engagement. Yeah. You guys got to come back for next week. Cause I'm excited about this story. It's, it's actually something that we haven't even really dove into. Uh, the depths of it and so um, it'll be exciting so we'll kind of be I might be sharing a few things that Kim doesn't even know oh gosh yeah so uh, you know I don't like surprises on air it's not surprises but just, not when the mic just hot. the logistics of all that went into okay. pulling this off so it's a cool story so yeah. so we'll see you next week make sure to come back make sure to su- subscribe so that way you get the alerts when we come on but we do post a new episode every Tuesday um, it comes out at 4 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, 7 a.m. on the East Coast. So you can listen to it on your morning commute right. to work and catch up with us. 
and have us in your ears yeah. while you are sipping your coffee and heading into work for the day. Yeah. So we will see you next week. Please leave us a review and subscribe like Arian says and enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you yeah. next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.